Ready Check Radio. Hola, Internet. Welcome to the Relic Grind. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, it's time for our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. We got a lot to talk about today, some Final Fantasy XIV, some Final Fantasy XVI, and then I'll be going straight from here over to Dylan Camacho's stream on YouTube to talk about Final Fantasy, the trading card game. So if you if you follow us on Twitter, you already know. Come and hang out. Say hi to Dylan and I as we're talking about the current meta in the current season. It's been a lot of fun. More events coming up. But I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, here to talk about Final Fantasy XIV. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, wherever... Head on over to readycheckradio.com. All the socials and the backlog of all episodes are on the site there. And you can follow us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. Give it a like, a follow, a subscribe, turn on notifications. You know, feed that algorithm. We got a lot to cover. Joining me to do it, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I got Clive on my head. I got my Lopret on my ear. I'm... Jamming and ready in three weeks until 16, and I can't wait for my $6,000 collector's edition box. It's going to be sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go. You just got a map, too, mm. didn't you? Uh, that was my cloth collector's edition of oh, you got 14 a frame. that I finally framed. I framed ah, it. Ah, yeah. Mine's still folded yeah. and sealed. <laughs> <laughs> All of that still folded and sealed in boxes. Also on the line, Mr. Mold. Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, sir? Hey. Three weeks, yes. Hype. Yeah, yeah. Hype. That's all I can say is hype. Yeah, 21 days. 21 days. And I know we're we're all looking forward to it, even though it's kind of weird, right? Like, it's it's right around the corner, and we're all kind of, like, bummed that it's not one thing, but still hyped for it. Like, that's weird. Like, that's very yeah. weird to me. It's like, oh, I'm really disappointed that it's not this. But I am still excited about it. I'm still excited oh. about it. What was the? I, I don't know where your hype level is. Like, what was the last Final Fantasy release that you were kind of this hyped for? Uh, Every single one. Well, I mean, 14, one. 14 doesn't <laughs> count because it's kind of like a different beast, right? You know, yeah. with version me, yeah. two and Realm Reborn and all that. Um, Heaven's all kicked off my 12. Hype 12, drinks. I was pretty hyped for. Hype enough to be at a GameStop uh, midnight release for. Um, mm -hmm. And get my Steelbook edition. Thirteen, yeah, buddy. Thirteen. <laughs> I don't think I was really hyped for thirteen at all. And then that just got worse, like with the sequels, right? Uh, in fact, I didn't pick up the sequels <laughs> until they were like just discounted in a in a bin somewhere. Like I just had no interest <laughs> in it. Oh my god, that's funny. I got the discounted collector's edition. Like it was half <laughs> off, and it was the collector's <laughs> edition. I'm like. What is this? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that up. Uh, Why not? Fifteen, <laughs> I was pretty hyped for actually because um, one, you know, it had been so long, right? And sure. yeah. uh, when fifteen came out, remember Kingsglaive, the movie thing had yes. come out uh, a bit a bit ahead of it, and my city was one of those like few cities that actually had like a two or three day theater showing. Uh, nice. So we went and we saw Kingsglaive in the movie theater. And I really, I really enjoyed the movie. And I was just kind of lukewarm on the game. And I was like, oh, okay. 
We did a bunch of ladies in 10-2. We did a mostly female uh, starring cast in 13. This is kind of them swinging the pendulum the other way, and it's going to be a bro fest. Okay, you know, whatever. Let's let's see. And I, so I was like a, a lukewarm 7 out of 10. Then seeing Kingsglaive, I was like a 9 out of 10 because I... I'm one of the few that enjoyed the movie, I think. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. Um, and then the game played out, uh, came out, I played it, and my hype, like, fell to about <laughs> to about a 7.5 to an 8. Not that I didn't enjoy 15. It's just not one of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, it was really weird starting the and having to, like, insert the movie after the first chapter, like, not yeah. the prequel. But anyway, so, like, the most hyped recent one is probably 12. Uh, hype enough to be at a midnight release and buy the strategy guide that day. What about you, Flynn? Uh, uh, like I said, it's Final Fantasy. I'm always hype, but before, outside the 16, 15 was probably it because of everything they did. The uh, big event showing off the car. Uh, the, there's a film, there's an anime, there's other stuff. It was just such a spectacle. It just, yeah, it, it made me really silly. Cal saying, um, honestly, not a lot of hype since around the Final Fantasy IX, X era. Uh, Doc Holliday, kind of along the same lines I am in chat, uh, was hyped for 15, got the collector's edition, watched the movie right before playing the game, then fell off of it a little bit <laughs> after you actually got to uh, play the game. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I was working at a video game store when Nine came out. Um, mm. I was working at a Best Buy when Ten came out. And so there really wasn't like a hype for me because it was like I took them home a day or two early anyway. <laughs> like you're not. Uh, I was still in high school for ten, I believe. Uh -huh. So I was still young enough. So I just had that kid hype. I yeah, got... I mean, I wasn't much older than you. I was when ten yeah. came out. I was at Best Buy, so I would have been like twenty-two ish. You know, twenty-three ish, somewhere around there. So stocking them on the shelves. Kingdom Hearts. I I didn't know dick about Kingdom Hearts when it came out. Like. I I wasn't into like the magazines and stuff anymore. Uh, I just didn't have time, and so I wasn't like I didn't know what was coming out besides looking at the release thing, prepping shelves and stuff mm -hmm. ahead of time for Best Buy, right? Uh, and so yeah. Kingdom Hearts came out, and I'm like taking a bunch of them to the floor to to put them out. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Disney and Final Fantasy. Oh God, what the hell are they doing now? What are they doing to my Final Fantasy? <laughs> Took it home and was like. I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> yeah, I had a sort of weird experience with Kingdom Hearts. Because uh, my parents knew I loved the Square Enix stuff. It was randomly bought for me. Play this. What the, the, the original Kingdom Hearts? This? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? Then I got to the first Dark Side battle. I said, I'm in. I don't care what this game's about anymore. I'm so in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It it had it had a certain charm to it yeah. uh, that they went ahead and just slaughtered with retcons and nonsensical stories. Uh, after a while, anyway, we'll get to yeah. we'll get to sixteen chat in a minute. Uh, let's talk fourteen <laughs> first. So six four last week we gave most of our review for uh, mm -hmm. the six four content and some of the six four five stuff that we're awaiting. Obviously, Savage launched this week. But there were a few odds and ends that, like, Tark, you hadn't done Tataru stuff yet. And, like, bits and pieces like that. And I know you're not planning to do Tataru until it's all over. <laughs> but now that you've had a week, you've, you've finished everything you want to do, and we'll talk about Savage separately, what are your final thoughts on 6.4? It's, it's the best patch uh, since 
the, the post release of the yeah it's, it's great uh i've been doing golbez like learning parties clear parties um help people get their first clear uh trying to get some totems and stuff i don't really do that with extremes so the fact that I, I just i love the fight i love the music i love the the background and aesthetic everything's just awesome with that fight uh savage has been okay we only had three hours uh on thir on tuesday we go back in tonight hopefully we get our first uh p9s kill get some accessories but yeah it's it's been great I love it. So you've already started Savage then. That came out just a few days yeah. ago, a little, you know, 48 mm -hmm. hours-ish yeah. ago. How's it going? Yeah. What are your thoughts initially? Uh, so far, so good. We're in, on the first major mechanic. I think it's called Levin Strike. Uh, the, what I like about it is that there seems to be a lot of different ways that you can actually go about solving it. It's not one hard and fixed, so... Um, I think there's like three different strats and we're, we're trying our hands at a, at a bunch of different ones and see what, uh, fits our group. Flynn, final thoughts on six, four, anything you hadn't, uh, finished up in time for the show last week or, uh, still missing Tatru. I was going to do it earlier today. Then life decided, right. I need to take my dog out. I need to cook food. <laughs> <And I> just <laughs> didn't get around to it. Like, I was life was done. like, please eat. <laughs> yeah, it's like that for my raid group as well. He's meant to have done some go bears this week. Meant to have tried to go into Savage Day 1. Then it turned out to one of our healers. Their work got so busy that they ended up doing a 12-hour shift instead of an 8. Uh, another boy uh, was just time-locked. And now, after the raid group, I've disappeared to go see a concert for the weekend. So it's been a time this week. Well, but it has let me mellow and absorb the story more, and yeah. Have you so, have you have you uh, started poking around in Savage, or are you still helping the rest of the the guild get their gear and stuff? It's uh, like I said, because our raid group's so weird. I mean, we're going in Sunday now, I think, for our first attempt. Nice, because of us being together, we want to like not do party finder strats or guides. We just want to try and learn shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah going cold. So even if we know this mechanic exists, we still have to deal with it our way and learn our skills. Yeah, so the world first race, by the way, kicked off 48 hours ago and ended already. <laughs> yeah, it's done. It's, Ask you. it's done. <laughs> uh, not only did Neverland finish in first, but we currently have uh, 16 groups <laughs> in the world's first race that are yeah. complete. Uh, that have completed. 16 groups in the Race to World First completed already within a little over, let's say, 48 hours, Tark. Disappointing on how fast? Impressive how fast? What are your thoughts on it? Oh, it's always impressive. that. Well, first, the amount of dedication and time that they devote to this. I, know, I think they raid for like 16 hours a day and enough just time to maybe take a break to eat and drink and go to the bathroom and then sleep. But then they're right back at it. So impressive that they, they can do this. Um, they have skills and understanding of the ins and outs of the game that I only wish I could have. Uh, disappointing? I mean, typically, Savage Raids are cleared in the first, like, 36 hours. So the fact that I got to 48 hours, hey, this is a good tier then, right? And we also don't have the drama of, like, gear lockout and people being upset that, you know, things are so undertuned with certain job classes. So... Hey, tuning was done right. So all in all, 
seems to be in a good spot. Yeah, ironically, if you look at Neverland's stats, by the way, it was not Palace Athena that uh, presented the biggest challenge. It was actually Athena. <laughs> Yeah. At 108 pools, and then Palace Athena taking just a paltry 82. Just a, a paltry 82. What what I thought was interesting and a little disappointing, like, right, these groups are going to pummel it within one to four days, typically, when we're talking about Savage. When we get to Ultimate, then we're looking at typically a, a week. week. Yeah. You know, we, we start the world first race on Tuesday, and usually we have the winners by the following uh, Relic Grind uh, episode, the, the next Thursday uh, for the, mm -hmm. the Ultimates. But I don't know. I, I looked at Athena and uh, Palace Athena, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool, cool. And then when you, when you go back and look at uh, first, second, and third turns there in the current series, 15 pools, 30 pools, 26 pools. Bang, bang, bang. Wow. Bang, I didn't even bang, look at that. That's bang. crazy. <laughs> that is impressive. That is, is. impressive. Uh, and to, to Cal's point, you know, last time we had uh, quite a bit of controversy, right, uh, over the world first. It was the, the ultimate, right? But it was a world first race uh, with camera mods and streaming versus not streaming teams. and Yeah. Okay. We don't seem to have any of that right now. That does not mean that all teams streamed. All teams did not. Some weren't streaming at all. Some streamed sometimes, but then not at other times when they were, you know, doing something in uh, Athena or Palace Athena. Uh, so you're gonna. It's a mixed bag as far as finding recordings for it right now. But we don't seem to, at least as of this moment, have any controversy yet, Flynn. <laughs> yeah, for once. <laughs> Like the last time, like the last time. Yeah, no, uh, A130 uh, Zoom hacks or anything like that. Well, to say <laughs> nobody beat it because they didn't stream it, I I mean, there are 16 guilds that did it. Uh, one of them is, yeah. the, the one that came in fourth is literally live right now uh, doing some stuff. The one that came in 15th is doing some stuff. And then there are a few guilds uh, that are still progressing through Palace Athena, um, and they are... There's two of them. I'm sorry. There's four of them streaming right now that are yeah, still uh, doing progression for, for there. They're four of five. The first team that streamed their kill was DN and uh, Will Fourth. Yeah, yeah. They came in fourth. And they're the ones that are actually streaming right now, too. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to click this because I don't want to push their audio through the system. But <laughs> yeah. they're literally streaming right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you say what you will. There's always going to be that question, right? If you didn't stream and people didn't see it, did you use mods? Nobody's going to know unless you piss somebody in the guild off, Tark, and they rat you out. Or self-report. Yeah, or end up self-reporting. It sucks that that has to be a like back-of-your-head thing, but 16 in two days. 16 in two days. I always like watching the Race to World. I, I still watch the World of Warcraft Race to World first. And there's just something about like running high-end mythic dungeons or high-end mythic raids at that level that I just enjoy watching. And I know it's boring for some people, but I just I just really enjoy watching them sometimes. This was my first year not actually watching the world world race. You didn't watch it all. No, I uh, I waited until a day at least beyond twelve. Yeah. Just to not have early fight spoilers, sort of thing. 
Oh, gotcha. Because I know my recruit's going to take a while for that final transformation. It's like, I need to see what this is. Mm. Uh, hey, gang, just an FYI, housing demolition coming back to Chaos and Light data centers on June 21st. So remember the whole 45-day countdown thing. Make sure you've been in your houses. Uh, that's been turned off and turned on so many times now, it's hard to keep track. And they even put in yeah, here that, yeah. hey, we may delay this again if the, the, the need arises. But Chaos and Light data centers, housing demolition resumes Wednesday, June 21st. So uh, yeah, this one was go the, visit the go game. visit your house on the twenty first because on the twenty second and forward you'll be playing Final Fantasy sixteen. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very much. Make sure you don't get your house freaking demolished while you're doing it. Uh, before we leave Final Fantasy fourteen, we are really closing in on Fan Fest. And Tark, you got to be excited, right? Mm. Oh, I'm so stoked! I'm so stoked. I've actually started planning what I need to pack, and I got to get my journal down for signatures. But yeah, I'm stuck. As we head into it, obviously, there's been some kind of like tips and maybe hints and nods. And we talked about last week the conversation in 6 4 between uh, Thancred and uh, Uriange, where they mentioned that somebody needs an Archon. We talked about Kryle's mm-hmm. letter in, the, in there. But apparently. But wait, there's more. But wait. But wait, there's more. Coming from Reddit and Credit Where Due, posted by Not Cold Reactive, uh, we got this little picture. And this wasn't exactly front and center anywhere. In fact, you kind of have to get your camera in at a weird angle and cause a little graphics clip. Uh, to be able to see this bad boy. <laughs> but this is like actually the seal on the uh on the Cryo's letter. And what am yeah. I what am I looking at here, Flynn? Because I'm I'm seeing a couple Ooh. different theories about what what this iconology might represent here. It's very dragon-like, and we know Yoshi P's comments of, if we've mentioned location in-game, we're probably going there. So I really, I hope, Mericidia. I hope this is our invitation to visit that continent now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could see that, right? It kind of does look like a dragon. Some people on Reddit have said it looks like Merilith, the the Fiend of Fire from the original game. Yeah, Merilith, maybe. Uh, We've also had little hints um, that Asura is going to be uh, a fight mm-hmm. that we could do at FanFest. So maybe that's. Is there anywhere this? the expansion could go besides Maricia? Like, that's been the number one belief uh, for a while now, right? Around. Yeah, I, as far as landmasses, I think that's the most logical. The other one is the New World. But I think that we've talked about Maricia for so long in this game. And it's just south of everything that we have going on now. Yes, it's a new continent, but it's just right across the sea. So I think that's the most logical place. Yeah, I don't I I think it's gotta be Marisidia. <laughs> like yeah. and maybe this seal has nothing to do with it, but <laughs> it's it's yeah. it just interesting that it kind of looks like a dragon. And, and uh, Tiamat went back home there, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. we'll take God's back there. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, it's also the chance that someone uh, said that Aaronville's comments about going home to do his business 
For all we know, we could be going to Val 9 and the uh, Garmorden Jungles. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be Maricidia. Like, it has mm. to be. Would you, well, we you kind of be disappointed in that, though? Like, if it, like, it feels like Heaven's Word was the dragon expansion, right? Because the, the, the dragons and the dragoon storyline going on at the time. And now we're going to go to Maricidia and do the same thing. We're going to mess with so, dragons. <laughs> we're so, going to mess with some more dragons. Always give me dragons. I'm always down for more dragons. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they get right on the <laughs> back of dragon. It's all flight. about the story. As long as the story is great, you're going to be like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, what's old is new again. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, 40 going. You think you can I mean, do a dragon expansion? Right. Check this one out. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, oh, cool. World of Warcraft. Nice dragon expansion. That was, that was really cool what you guys did there. Uh, check out our dragon <laughs> expansion. <laughs> yeah. And Walker had a dragon-led state, so yeah, yeah. I guess, I mean, dragons, more dragons. More yeah, and more dragons. Always. By the way, dragons aren't a bad thing, by the way. We do have, yeah, we got Tiamat to wrap up. Yeah, so that that portion. Okay, you sold me. Let's do it. And we don't know. The biggest seven point is yeah, because Ishikawa. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do a dragon, a, a, another dragon expansion. Why not? Why yeah. not? Uh, okay, now on to some Final Fantasy 16 stuff. Just three weeks away, mm. and there's a couple of things that popped just today. Uh, one of which I did add to the show notes because I thought, you know, hey, we got to talk about this a little bit because it's going to be a thing going on this whole month. Uh, but there are two items that literally just kind of broke hours before the show. Not really huge conversation pieces. I'm going to throw them out there since I didn't put them in the show notes and you two can give me your gut reactions to them, right? Oh, fun. Tickets on sale, uh, gone, for the live stream event that will happen on June 11th uh, for the game. So obviously, you know, none of us were going to that. We're going to be watching the stream, reacting on this show and stuff. But they are planning a ton of announcements there. Uh, and then okay. and those, those tickets went on sale today. And then... The demo, while not available or searchable yet, some mobile people have said they could pull it up on their phone, is showing up on the PlayStation Store for people that pre-ordered digitally through the PlayStation Store. It's showing up as being in their library. They can't download it. They can't play it yet. We assume that this is probably going to come out on the 11th-ish around this stream uh, that they're going to do as well, this launch stream. Uh, but showing up as in people's libraries on their PlayStation 5, Flynn. He's in us. All the teas in <laughs> Could you imagine, like, if you get a notification that says in library, and you're like, oh, I can go home from work today, and oh. <laughs> oh, oh, sad. Oh, sad. I would love if someone got that email, and they accidentally ended up with the full game <laughs> Yeah, it's a download early. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna leak Oop. at some point, right? Like Nintendo Switch games have notoriously been leaking like six to eleven days before they even hit store shelves. Somebody's got a full online copy of it. It's gonna leak yeah. somewhere. This is it's too big not to. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's shanking they've a done copy so of this. far. So they've done pretty good so far with keeping things locked down, only releasing what they want, or you know, Yoshi P letting something slip, well but, yeah. they really well, you see maybe too much though remember the stranger of paradise yeah. demo 
like yeah. that didn't work for the weekend that it was supposed to have come out. Uh, and they had to like extend it because it just did not work. Uh, to Cal saying, yeah, he played Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda, like eight days early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was all over the Internet. But making the rounds, uh, Yoshi P doing his interviewing thing with the rest of his team, Koji Fox and and friends from the team. So over at Final Fantasy Union, I love their content, by the way. If you don't watch Final Fantasy Union stuff, you really should. Final Fantasy Union is just tremendous. Like they're just fanboys of my own ilk. I love them and they do great content. Mm. Uh, they did an interview where they got to ask a couple of questions, but there was one in particular that I thought I wanted to bring to this show, and that was having to do with the UI in Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, Because they asked the question, after initial feedback, there was some buzz on the internet about the UI maybe not fitting with the style of the game for a lot of people, and floating numbers and the fonts and stuff making it look almost like a fighting game instead of a Final Fantasy game with this very medieval aesthetic. And so they asked mm-hmm. the team, like, did you consider changing the UI based on initial feedback and some of the earlier footage? And Yoshi P actually said, yes. Not only did we consider changing it, but we went back and we actually did change it. We overhauled the entire UI and scaled back the floating number combat text and the fonts and the, the bright lights of... The, the UI. And then they reverted it back. So they took all this feedback, totally overhauled it, <laughs> and then said, nah, we're going with what we originally had. And even Yoshi P acknowledged in this interview that, yeah, it may be a little bit of a pushback on immersion initially because it does look very different from the rest of the setting of the game. But he believes it just is better this way you need that feedback you need to be able to see that for the style of combat that they've implemented you need to be able to see it this style makes it pop it may be immersion breaking initially you will get used to it and it just works better not often you hear tark feedback taken feedback causes a change and then they say you know no no you were wrong (laughs) you were wrong and please get used to it (laughs) you know sometimes feedback can be really good and the fact that they took it and they tried to work the feedback and in, in, into what the fans were thinking of, but then realized, no, you guys don't know the whole experience. You don't have the greater breadth of, of what the game is and what it entails. This just works better. And they go back to what they did and like, no, this is what, this is our, our vision of the game. This is what we're, it needs to be. Um, and you guys will appreciate it as you play the game. Spot on for Yoshi P and team for taking the steps to to try it, but then realize for the be- for the best of the game, this is what needs to happen. Magnetic ferret in <laughs> chat. That's a new version of please look forward to it. Please get used to it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Please get used to it. Hi. Please get used to it. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't you don't often hear that, Flynn. And I don't know. Will yeah, it, don't it. Will it work that. out? Will it work out? And and you know, most people will go, you know what, for the first half hour I still didn't like it, but then yeah, he's kinda right. It makes it they they said it when we tried to scale it back, things just got lost. And you can't have that in the style of combat that they're going for. You need the the feedback. And you, it needs yeah. to be front and center, and you need to be able to see it. 
Yeah, we got so many games that have weird UI elements, but you play it long enough, they just bleed into the background. So we're trying to watch game, foreign yeah. films for the first time, and it got subtitles, and it's like you're staring at subtitles, not the film. Right. Then and now, Ren, you're watching the film, and the subtitles are just bleeding into your brain. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't think I mind about this one. I, I too much. I do feel like there is a. A danger here in the next one, though. And we've talked about this often. And the stream will reconnect in a second. That's fine. Um, Yoshi P and team talked to Game Informer. And when they talked to Game Informer, the one of the multiple articles, because of course, of course they diced it up into a million different articles. One of them was about combat, something we have spoken of quite a bit on the show here. One of the interviews was about combat. And they said, hey, the team loves the team loves turn-based combat. And years ago when we were talking about starting the development of Final Fantasy 16, what do we want to do? Hey, we love combat. We love turn-based combat. But Yoshi P had this to say. Probably the biggest challenge had to do with designing the battle system and going into full real-time action. We've mentioned in the past that with Final Fantasy 16, we wanted to bring a new generation of gamers to the Final Fantasy series, and one of our main focuses during early development was how to do this. Instead of going back to turn-based, we said, okay, this is a chance for us to challenge ourselves and to try to do something that the series has never done before, and we really want to try to do and that's moving into a full action-based system. There was always the option. There was always the option to maybe try a hybrid type of system where we have action and turn-based elements. But again, rather than trying that and having something that's not complete and not satisfying, we decided to fully focus on just bringing the action, Tark. Just bringing the action. Um, again, we've talked about this, like the malign of our pride and joy of turn-based and Final Fantasy and our nostalgia of the games of yore and our, our youth. I'm going to trust Yoshi P. Um, I, I know that we got a nice hybrid with Remake and we're going to have that with Rebirth, I believe. I just, I, I miss having my Final Fantasies be turn-based. I, I, I know I'm going to... I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy this game. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing game of the year contender. But I, uh, I want some turn-based goodness, and I want to like I want a franchise I can depend on to deliver that that goodness. Maybe that's no longer Final Fantasy. Maybe that's where we. I hope we get like 15 versions of Octopath Traveler. But uh, yeah, a little, a little sad about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little list, Flynn, and you tell me what you think of this, okay? Because the rationale here that we've heard from the team and in this most recent interview that they said, hey, combat was the toughest thing to really nail down which way we were going to go. We're fans of both. But the whole argument has always been younger gamers are playing mm -hmm. action titles. I'm going to read you eight games, and I want you to tell me, Flynn, what they have in common. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. FIFA 
22. FIFA, 21. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Elden Ring. Cyberpunk 2077. And Animal Crossing New Horizons. Could you even guess what those all have in common? Did not follow fancy. They are the top eight selling games since 2020. Those are the top. I think we could maybe put Elden Ring and Assassin's Creed Valhalla in that kind of action vein, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, those kind of fit. Elden Ring, kind of a different beast. It's not really something you think of like action combat. You think of that, you know, as a Souls-like, a little totally different genre. But it's an action-based combat system. Those are the top eight selling games since 2020. Since 2020. They are video games. Yes, they are. Way to go, Chad. They are video games. Vidya. Vidya games, yes. Now, I don't have the breakdown by age group, and younger people are notoriously not spending money because they don't make money. Right? Uh, Stephen Peter's credit card. You know, my 13-year-old was not really buying a lot of video games. So I would assume the argument here is, A, we want those younger people that their parents are going to buy them things to get into the habit of buying Final Fantasies, and then those 18 to 25-year-olds that do have money. But you know the condition of the world right now, right? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not exactly great. So I'd be really interested to see their internal metrics that say this is what younger audiences are clamoring for and buying and why they don't play Final Fantasy. I don't know. I don't know if this pays off to the extent that I, I it's gonna it's gonna make millions. You know, it's gonna be a game of the year contender unless there's something wildly wrong with it we just don't see right now. But they have some weird metrics that they or just is this got feeling that Yoshi P has and the team has? I don't know. Yeah, like it, 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 it almost feels tricks. like that, right? Like a gut feeling. Yeah. Like if I was 16, uh, I know I sort of had this chat before. This game, the way it's presented, the way it looks visually, this is our young, young selves playing Final Fantasy for the first time. This is our imagination on crack. You know, having these big, epic moments that are two seconds of pixels when we were kids, but we could imagine giant E3, giant Bahamut, all these crazy things. And I think in a way, this could just be like a love letter approach for us to feel like we are fully immersed in our childhood with a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's not going to you know do well, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to yeah. enjoy the hell out of it. But as I've said on the show before, when I want to play Devil May Cry, I go play Devil May Cry. I've never sat and played a Final Fantasy game and thought, oh, man, you know, it'd be great if this was action combat instead. Like, that is mm. that is yeah. never even remotely crossed my mind, Tark. I have thought the opposite. Really? You've, you've played, like, Final Fantasy uh, insert number here and been like, oh, you know what? If this wasn't turn-based and I could just, like, whip a sword around and stuff... Like obviously, no, eight-year-old you, eight-year-old you probably did that, yeah. But I'm talking realistically. Go ahead. No, I'm talking about Deirdre Sabres playing that going, I bloody wish this was turn-based. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Like you said, it's the reverse. <laughs> Although there's going to be a ton of Endgame stuff here, Tark. 
Oh God, I, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I, I love the end game of, of Seven Remake, the whole New Game Plus, um, and it not just being bigger stats, but different mechanics um, and and different ways of having to go about it. And not to mention the whole you can't use items thing. Uh, so I am absolutely looking forward. If they do anything to that same level with 16 that they did with Seven Remake, uh, I think people are going to be in store for a big treat. Yeah, I mean, we got the arcade mode. We talked about that before where you can like run through stages mm -hmm. and try to get the best score, right, and, and compare it to a leaderboard. New Game Plus opens up two additional versions, and both are more difficult than the story and action versions. You're going to have the uh, uh, Final Fantasy Final mode. Fantasy. Final Fantasy mm -hmm. mode of New Game Plus. That increases the game's difficulty, changes monster placement, remixes with uh, enemies that might appear in combat. And then you have Final Fantasy mode New Game Plus playthrough. We, uh, I'm sorry, we already did that one. Ultimaniac mode, uh, <laughs> which is just fucking nuts. There's, there's about three different modes that are just like, Okay, hey, you you went through it and you got the story, cool. Mm. Now can you beat the be all end alls like challenges that aren't really meant to be beaten? <laughs> like for the they they've even labeled them like for the hardcore. Yeah, I just please don't put an Ultimania, you know, completion as a plat trophy requirement. Uh, just please don't. <laughs> well, and then you have the Chronolith trials well, and the final Chronolith trial. Those are like multiple waves so of monsters stuff. with bosses. Like there are a ton of modes. Go ahead, Flynn. Sorry. Uh, I think with the trophies, uh, just because it's a offended uh, comment to the Game Informer, was said, yeah, stage replays a thing. You know, I think they're going to leave the crazy chase the leaderboard mode to the Devil be cry nuts who will spend the next 400 hours just in these modes to win the trials. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I mean, if you're going to do a comp, if you're, if you're going to steal from action games of the past, like Devil May Cry, and I guess you didn't steal from it because you just, well, I mean, you stole the combat designer. Uh, you just, you just stole over. the designer yeah, you themselves and you're like, here, do <laughs> this. Bloody Palace Final Fantasy style. But Get to it. Yeah, you almost have to to build on that replayability stuff too, right? Like, if that's the way you're going to go, then you got to give it all of the stuff that fans of that genre are going to be looking for. You're counting on Final Fantasy fans giving this a shot and being okay with it, and maybe 17 and 18 do the same thing because of that, and your installed fan base comes with you. That's not the point of why you did this, though. You got us for at least one or two titles, uh, probably you you feel safe there but you want to pull yeah. the devil may cry audience the quote-unquote younger crowd that they keep saying and you you better put that stuff in there too because that's what they're looking for they're not looking for an rpg with action combat cool give me a final fantasy that's devil may cry with all those modes and arcade and and you got to bring it all and it looks like they did mm-hmm And yeah, the cool game's stuff. coming to PC, by the way. Don't. Yeah. It's a, Just let them finish. Month a year. Up, yeah. The it'll, release. it'll be a, well, it'll it's, be a it's wonderful gonna be longer than that. Yeah, I think it's going to be longer than that. Where. Because Yoshi P said in an interview with ASCII that they're, they're not even going into production on a PC port until the PS5 version launches. But it is le at least nice now that he finally acknowledges out loud it's coming to PC. Because remember when the, he was like, I don't know why people think it's coming to PC and why people it's 
think it's coming six months from now because uh, your trailer said so. <laughs> yeah, it was a little Astro's point <laughs> on two different trailers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you're watching. If you want more info, IGN, the IGN first series of stuff. Uh, obviously, this month is Final Fantasy 16, and a lot of that stuff's probably sponsored and whatever. Trust it if you want to. I, I grain of salt it myself. But as far as videos, I like watching some of their first reveal videos. And today they revealed a Final Fantasy first uh, six Final Fantasy 16 first mid game boss battle against uh, Liquid Flame. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. It looks like. <laughs> It looks cool. so good. It looks cool. It's really good. It looks cool. Hey, Flynn. I was, I was like, oh, you missed a dodge, though. Flynn. Yeah. Who's critiquing it? This... You beat a game this week. I did. What game did you beat this week? Uh, Forspoken, of all things. Forspoken. Hey, uh, Tark, did you beat Forspoken, or have you not? Like, have I installed played? it? You mean? Yeah, I couldn't no. remember if you'd started it or not. Yet. Okay, no. so Flynn, this is all on you, buddy. You know, it came out middling reviews, kind of a run of the mill. Uh, Takao famously said it was the tuna sandwich of uh, RPGs. It was good while that. you ate it, but you probably wouldn't remember you had it a week or two later. You've played through it. What's your final thought? The final thought is I want more. Wow. Which is something I did not expect to see at the end. Uh, God, it's a beautiful game. The music is phenomenal. The story isn't as crazy as it could be, in a way. It feels like uh, you take the latter half of 15 with the Star Scourge going crazy. Then you elaborate on that as a story point, and that's basically where you go with Forspoken. But yeah, it's, I think it's because being Welsh and I'm sarcastic, I swear like a trooper, I just really connected with uh, Faye is a character. Nice. Uh, but yeah, her interactions with Kef, just the offhanded back and forth, the decisions that she goes through got really uh, believable in her approach. Her very, well, you obviously just don't care about people. It's like, you just throw me into this mess. I'm no hero. I just want to go home. Did you, you, did you play me. the DLC yet, or is this just base Not game? Not yet. Okay. This is just base game. Well, I will be picking up the DLC when I've got some spare pennies. So, have have they sold you on a new IP? Like, if yeah, this, uh, would you follow this if there was a yeah, Forspoken Honestly, 2? Honestly, yeah. Wow. This premise, and it's such a fun world to just play around in. The parkour system, when you've got all the abilities, is hilarious. It got to the point that I was trying to get into so many looks of crannies, I had a single frame rate drop across the entire... 60 hours I've put in so far. And also, oh, because I went up a mountain I couldn't get into. So you've, like, gone full bore into all the side stuff, too, then, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've got my it's, still, it's still mixed on Steam review-wise, but the most recent reviews have been coming in at mostly positive, probably because they, you know, took a month to fix the PC port. Um, <laughs> it's still not on sale on Steam, though. Still 70 bones. I can't do that. No. Yeah. I just can't do it 70 bucks, man. I feel like I've definitely had my should have done that buy one, get one with GameStop. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have. Well, you'll have to let me know, uh, Tark, when you start playing it. 
God damn it, Flynn. I thought I you were going to I thought you were going to be like it's mediocre. <laughs> It's on a best thing on the planet. It's a solid seven out of ten, but it did leave me wanting more at the end. It, it might be a game I play after I'm done with fifteen. We'll see. Yeah, you're getting there. You're pretty close. So much side stuff in fifteen, though. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it depends on how much. I, I always liked in fifteen that it was like these are the royal family's relic items of which you actually need like three. Don't worry about the rest if you don't really want to do them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something I could say, but it would sort yeah. of. And if these are the, the weapons that the royal family needed and passed down through, why did we bury them at 14 different tombs throughout the entire world? Why aren't these in the archives in the basement of the castle? Why, why the hell are these things exactly. all over the place? Why isn't there a royal tomb, <laughs> right. you know, graveyard area? You know, <laughs> can we please start burying our dead? Right here uh, in Insomnia. Yeah, Maybe keep their weapons the in a museum? I don't right. know. We can no. put the statues all around the city, <laughs> but we can't bury them here. This one's... The statue's like four times the size of each of the individual tombs. <laughs> this one's in a broken down tomb that we can't remember where the opening is anymore. <laughs> so you're going to have to look for it. Uh, a Persona 3... What did you put in my show notes here? Persona, P, uh, Persona 3 Portable Melody Clock. On the Square Enix official goods store. Yeah, it's like, why say Persona in my Square Enix store? Yeah, that is a little weird. That is a good question. Maybe Sega wanted to, maybe Sega and them have a deal. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. But it just opened my brain up to crossovers time. Hey. Yeah. I, well, I mean, there there is oh, the... Oh, that was a lot of fun. Tanner Olas's powers. Yeah, that is one of those titles, though, that was on the NVIDIA thing, right? The Persona 3 remake. Along with like the Final Ooh. Fantasy IX remake yeah. and and all that stuff, not sure why we're on the Square Enix Remastered. store though. Yeah, yeah that's the curious thing I saw. It's like, right, this is uh, definitely intriguing. Well, I do like the top tweet under it is, but it's only free remake featuring Gilgamesh. Yeah, <laughs> but I think Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh would really fit into the Sona. <laughs> Uh, hey, happy uh, anniversary to uh, DQ Monsters. Eddie, you guys ever play that series? No. Nope. You like, I vaguely knew it existed, but like, it was always like on the handhelds. And yeah, I, if I recall correctly, I didn't re like read the article you linked, but d didn't like some of them come? <laughs> if I call, recall correctly, didn't, like, I didn't read the show notes you sent me for this thing. I just show up and one, wing no. it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because you throw shit at me like it was like, this isn't in the show notes, so just tell me what you think. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I like gut reactions um, sometimes. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, th but the game, like, not all the series comes to the US, right? Like, yeah, not of all it of them. Comes and not all of it does. And they're on handheld, so like, it's kind of niche in that way, too. So, um, I don't know. It's, is this coming to console consoles? Switch. Or is this Nintendo Switch, Switch, Switch. exclusive? Okay. Exclusive. Still so now Nintendo's going to continue getting Square Enix exclusives. Sony obviously has a few of them. There, there's actually a rumor about a big announcement for Ooh. another Square Enix Sony partnership thing too. So, uh, okay. and remember, they they said they were going to have a big Final Fantasy announcement for 2023, right? Uh, we still haven't heard that yet. Like <clears throat> we nine all, remake. We all kind of think it's the nine remake, but. We'll see. But yeah, Dragon Master. Quest Monsters. 
Uh, getting a new entry. We don't have date or anything like that. Not even a release window. This was during like the 25th anniversary stream thing. Um, but yeah, new Dragon Quest Monsters uh, coming for Nintendo Switch and confirmed for North America, which is the important part because awesome. some of them cool. don't make it here to your point, Tark. You never play... Hey, Flynn, you ever play them? No, it's not... Outside of the main Dragon Quest titles, I'm not really aware of the side games too much. Yeah, it's it's hard to, you know, I I, I get the the main titles because they're yeah. they're the numbered entries, but then there's so many side things. It's like I can only do that with one franchise, and that's that's Final Fantasy. There's so much side stuff with Final Fantasy, so to do that for two franchises is just a little much. So, so it's a Pokemon type game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a Monster okay. Hunter esque game. Except the question is, Quest. yeah, the question is, is this going to be formed better than the new Pokemon games on the Switch? We'll see. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. It'll fail to meet expectations. That much is to be sure. Uh, but will they sell the company? <laughs> will they sell the company? Hey, uh, remember we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about the creator of uh, Live Alive wanting to make a sequel uh, in his like yes no video where that was all he was able to say. Yeah. Um, I and, cheat him with them, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, in a Q and A, uh, producer Taka, uh, Takahashi uh, Takeda was asked what it might take for him to like actually propose to Square, like, "Hey, let's do a sequel." And he said, "If the Steam and PlayStation versions of the game can sell a million copies, then I'd be very confident in proposing a Live Alive Two to the company." That's what he said. A million copies. And we don't have like the most mm. recent of sales data. Uh, the Switch version came out last year in July, and that mm -hmm. sold about half a million copies in, in, in uh. just over a month at that time. And there's been no update on performance, sales performance since then. And it's also released on PlayStation and Steam since then. So I gotta, like, it, there's no way it didn't make a million copies at this point, right? Total? It did 500,000 on Switch uh, in a month. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, like, your release month is huge, and then it wildly tapers off. But then you had the PlayStation release, then you had the Steam release, right? Like, it had yeah. to have done a million copies by now. Good hope so, yeah. They might even get another one out of me. I'm still debating whether to buy it to get those trophies. God, I love that game. That game was so good. But I don't know if I can drop more money on it. <laughs> yeah, you still got to pay the uh, second mortgage to get that collector's 16 set, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. had to remortgage the joint. Oh, oh, only $6,100 for that collector's edition. Only, so. only $6,100. Uh, right, let's go over to Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here. It's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature in a game, a press release, something they did, something they said. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, never see it again. No fence sitting here. Now, I did originally have DQ Monsters as a series in here. But since my co-hosts have never partaken, I would be the only one that would actually have a worthwhile damn opinion. So I'm going to give you a line <laughs> change on news that just broke today. Okay. All right. The prosecutor in the Yuji Naka case. <laughs> okay. The insider trading, all that stuff, remember? Yeah. Creator of Balan's uh -huh. Wonder Wonderworld. 
is Our- he is facing two and a half years in prison in addition Jesus. to a $1.2 million USD, $1.2 million USD fine for his role in that whole trading insider trading scheme. That punishment is being requested <laughs> by the prosecutor's office at the Tokyo District Court who are arguing that Naka had violated Japan's Federal Instruments and Exchange Act and they had shown no signs of remorse for the offense. And they want a Ouch. $1.2 million fine, USD fine, and two and a half years in prison. Obviously, what he did it was wrong. He admitted what he did was wrong. Whether or not he showed remorse, we, we wouldn't be able to you know, validate to any he great extent. Guilty? I don't know how it works in Japan. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't, didn't he? I, I don't think he took it to trial. I think we talked about it on the show. We got final ruling on July 7th. Uh, he was arrested. Been arrested twice so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, when we, we, we talked about that, but like he, he did, he, um, I can't remember. Yeah. He pled guilty. He pled guilty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we did talk. I couldn't remember if it was a, an entered plea or a judgment. It was an entered plea. Love the sentence or leave the sentence? And the prosecutor seeking <laughs> wow. this type of stiff penalty. Obviously, what he did was wrong. No doubt. Violation of the law. No doubt. But we've shared the dollar amounts that were at stake here. <laughs> and they were not. One was... <laughs> You know, you like crazy. you were like, why'd you even do it? And then the other one, you were like, okay, you did make a little bit of bank there, but a one point two million dollar fine and up to two and a half years in prison. Love the sentence or uh, leave it, Tark. Uh, I guess I will go leave it. Like my initial thoughts, knowing the the money that he quote unquote made, stole, however you want to put it, I, I was thinking like six months. The fine, okay. The fine should be the fine. The fine is relatively equal with what he got, right? Because yeah. the one ended I, up being I, I like three hundred thousand dollars, and then the the other one was the bigger one was like eight hundred thousand dollars. So the yeah. fine is pretty so close fine... to what he quote unquote purchased or or made. Yeah, um, and, and in my head, like considering he pleaded guilty, he's not fighting it, um, so there's no drawn out court case or or big burden on their government or court system to try to prove him guilty. I was thinking like six months, but like, I like if their prosecutors are wanting to throw the hammer at him to like prove a point that you don't do this crap in, in Japan. Um, I, I just, I feel like it's a leave it. I think it's a little, little harsh, a little harsh. Flynn. Uh, I'll go on the other side of this. Uh, Especially off the back of playing the Judgment Games and knowing Japan has a over 90% conviction rate when it comes to criminal charges now. Wow. Yeah, uh, they've definitely done this to prove a precedent that like, you can uh, try to screw a company, you're getting screwed. Just like a Nintendo with Bowser, you know. But, uh, yeah, love it for the sake of don't screw gamers out of games. I love it. You know, obviously, I don't want anybody going to jail, but I also don't want anybody yeah. doing shit like this to have to go to jail. It's weird, like being like, "Wow, this guy who created Sonic is going to jail." Uh, <laughs> like, you made Sonic, and and we won't even hold Balan Wonderworld against you. Like, you made Sonic. 
and uh, now you're going to jail. But you do every time you bring him up because the first thing you say is the guy that brought <laughs> that made Bell and Wonder World. I do, I do. That was the worst seven dollars I ever spent. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I do love it though. I kind of agree with Takal and Chat too that it's like this is the creator of Sonic, and he got what would arguably be the same penalty I would get if yeah. I was an true. unknown That's and had true. the ability to engage in this. So, uh, although Fair. I don't want to see him go to jail, unfortunately, I got to agree with the the sentiment Justice there. Should be blind. Justice yeah. should be blind. That's going to do it for the show here. But don't go anywhere, chat. Yes, she's back. Momocon is over. The prep from Momocon is over. Fade death is back. Make sure you speak up because your mic is always quiet on the show for some reason. Yes. How are you? How about y'all? We survived it. It was a good time, and we're back. And I'm excited, and we we have a cult to deal with this evening. Well, I mean, that's a really weird thing to say. I think we need some context. A little bit. <laughs> Are you um, joining it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Creed Bratton in the office. Join, what do you, you say? He was like, <laughs> I've uh, been a member of many cults, sometimes as a member, sometimes as a leader. You have more fun as a member, but you make more money as a leader. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so uh come join the cult of fey oh my God. uh we, we it's uh a bunch of, of snake-like folks uh terrorizing our villagers in icewind dale ah just, uh, back in icewind dale okay yeah chat mm -hmm. don't go anywhere give us a few minutes to relabel mm -hmm. things we'll have fey up and running and you can hang out with fey also in about half an hour i'll be headed over to a uh, youtube channel for dylan camacho talking about some final fantasy trading card meta stuff in the competitive season right now. So if you want to come hang out there, we'll be back, of course, next Thursday. Until then, Flynn, where can everybody find you? You can find me yeah, every Thursday. You can find me over on Twitch at Within Crisis. And uh, you can check out previous podcast episodes over on Within Crisis Podcast on the YouTubes. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, tonight, be doing some raiding in the Savage as we hopefully get our first fight down. And then follow me here on Ready Check Radio Saturday Night Nights. Currently playing Final Fantasy 15. Is there somebody standing off to your right? Like every time I cut away from your camera, are you watching TV? Like every time I cut away from your camera, you're staring off to your right at something <laughs> off camera. Like what is yeah, over I my, there? I got my monitors over here. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I'm like, is he, is he watching like football or something? What's he doing? <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-E-I-D-E-O, so that you'll know every time we go live with a podcast, stream, trading card games, or we're just hanging out, and you can come along. Until next week, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Got first spoken while I was cheap, yo.